Hello and welcome to another episode of Purple Rain, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and on today's episode, we're going to talk some Jaron Hall. So if you're new to Purple Rain, I highly recommend that you listen to our previous episode, our inaugural episode, where I introduce myself, give the background of why I started this podcast, and then also on the second half of that episode, I break down the initial 53-man roster and give my take on each position group. And like I said, on this episode, we're going to be covering Jaron Hall, a fifth round rookie out of BYU selected in this last year's draft. Now, when we selected Jaron Hall in the fifth round, I didn't really think much of it, right? Because not, what, two, three years ago, we selected Kellen Mond in the third round. And uh, I was a little more excited about that selection just because it's a third round pick. I think it was at the top of the third round. He was being talked about at, at least being possibly a second round pick at times and I was thinking you know what hey big arm big arm guy he's moldable but we all kind of know what happened with that then insert Jaron Hall Jaron Hall is an interesting selection uh, given the fact that Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his contract with the Vikings he's going into a contract year um, there were some contract talks at the end of last season but ultimately nothing came of it. And uh, I mean, I still wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings ended up giving Kirk Cousins an extension, especially if he plays well this season. However, like I said on the previous episode, we have a lot of people to pay, right? We just paid TJ a lot of money. JJ's up next, Christian Derrissaw next season, and so on and so forth. We have uh, some superstars that are going to be in line to get paid and it's going to be tough to pay a quarterback top money when we're paying all these other positions premier top money. So I think the Vikings are going into next season trying to give themselves a little bit of flexibility. And that's where Jaron Hall comes in. And like I said right away, didn't think much of it. Hey, project guy. And he still is a project guy. However, some interesting stuff has happened in the past month of training camp and preseason. But let's back up a little bit to the draft. So Jaron Hall was a prospect out of BYU. He was 25 or he is 25 years old. So kind of an older prospect coming out of college, but I believe he took a year or two off for a mission trip. I mean, he's a grown man. He's got a, he's got a wife and a kid and uh, he seems very mature. I ended up watching some of his, I think that we got a little glimpse of his, um, his meeting with the Vikings at the, it might have been the Senior Bowl or the Combine. Uh, and, and the funny thing is it was reported that the Vikings were making all of the quarterback prospects that they interviewed hold on to a football. It was for some odd reason. I don't think it ever came out as to why, but I just remember that being like a thing when Will Levis was like, oh yeah, the Vikings, the weird thing that happens, the Vikings maybe touch the football and we're all just like, wait, does that mean the Vikings are going to take Will Levis? You know, we always just kind of read into that type of stuff. But so after watching just even a sneak peek of that, I could tell that this kid is poised, he's confident, and uh, he seems mature for his age. He's six feet tall and 207 pounds, so he's not a big guy. And you can kind of see him out there on the practice field and in the game. He's really not, you know, he's not built like a Carson Wentz. He's not built like some of these bigger uh, quarterbacks. I mean, even Kirk Cousins, I believe, is like 6'3" six four and he doesn't have a super strong arm i think he's just very cerebral and he has great accuracy and mobility and he can get out of the pocket i think that's something that we haven't really had in in a while so that's that's pretty exciting so the vikings selected him in the fifth round and as 
the spring went along leading to the summertime, there have been reports that Jaron Hall's looked fine. He's looked fine for a fifth round pick. You know, he's not get wowing anybody, but he's also not underwhelming. And at times he's looking like a rookie. He's playing bad. He's making mistakes. And that is totally expected for a guy that you take in the fifth round. So Jaron Hall has played in the first, second, and third preseason games. He's gotten playing time in all three. With the last game, I believe he played the entirety of that game. And I will say this. I watched every single preseason game. I watched every single Jaron Hall snap and the highlights. Jaron Hall has significantly improved from game to game. And that's good to see. And it also helped that in the third game, because he was starting... He was playing with a lot of the twos, and that's when he looked his best, is when he started out the game in the first quarter playing with the twos. As the game went on, he's, you know, he had his ups and downs, but I don't know. I think the, the thing that you can ask out of this kid right now is just improvement, continuous improvement. And don't even get me started on the Trey Lance sweepstakes, right? That goes back to before you know pre-draft where the vikings were reported as a team that had talks with san francisco about swinging a trey lance trade nothing formulated and then you know sam darnold was named qb2 or purdy was named starter sam darnold was named qb2 in san fran and trey lance was the odd man out and they were trying to shop around and trade him so for about a week it was for vikings fans it was hey keep your phone by you and check for that notification because you might see that the Vikings take a swing on Trey Lance. Ultimately, they didn't. They didn't even entertain the idea. Lance ended up getting shipped to the Dallas Cowboys. But here's the interesting part, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin O'Connell came out in a presser and uh, basically talked up Jaron Hall. So when asked about Trey Lance... He talked about Jaron Hall and how happy he is with his progression and, and and keeping him on the squad and how he thinks it's important. I think that just kind of speaks volumes to the amount of confidence that they have in him and the fact that, you know, he made the 53-man roster. They had a very, I would say, untapped, raw potential quarterback to, to swing a trade for in San Fran, number three overall or former number three overall pick where he just hasn't been able to get on the field. Next year, we don't know who's going to be throwing the football to JJ and TJ and Jordan Addison. So I don't know. For, for me, I, I think for what he went for, a fourth rounder, I might have sent that over. And why not have him and Jaron Hall duke it out for the QB1 spot next year? and let Kirk Cousins walk and get paid by somebody else. But that kind of brings me to my next topic here and is, and I want to pose the question of, is Jaron Hall the future? Now, I know that might sound ridiculous, but just hear me out for a second. Everything that I just laid out for you, it all kind of makes sense at least to give him a shot next offseason and see where he's at. Because took him with the fifth round pick, first quarterback in the KOC area to be selected by KOC. It's his guy. He likes him. He's been progressing. You know, they've had good things to say about him in the presser. And then this whole Trey Lance thing goes down and he talks him up again. And then he has a pretty damn good third preseason game. And now he's going to be on the bench, you know, making the 53 man roster at least being out there and not just being on the practice squad that's going to be so beneficial for his development in his first year 
I think there's something there, guys. I, I, I really do. Like I said, we can't pay a quarterback $40, $40 million next year because we have so many of these other contracts that are coming into play. I think Jaron Hall might be in a competition with a rookie quarterback next year for the starting gig to be QB1 of the Minnesota Vikings for the 2024 season. Now, whether the Vikings you know, exceed expectations this year, kind of like they did last year, and then they're drafting in the 20s or 30s. Or let's say some things happen and we come back down to earth and we're in the middle with the, you know, 15 through 20, or we completely fall apart and we're having a top 12 pick. This quarterback class coming out next year is quite fruitful. So I could see them opting to select a quarterback in the first round and just having him duke it out with Jaron Hall and may the best man win. That's where I pose the question. Is Jaron Hall the future of the Minnesota Vikings? Only time will tell. And I think it all depends on how this season goes. See, that's the exciting part about this season. I don't know what to expect. I just, I don't think we're going to win 13, 13 games again. But are we going to, are we going to go 10 and 7 and make the playoffs and, and make a push, just get into the dance and see what happens? Or are we going to, you know, maybe some injuries pile up and we end up, like I said, drafting top 10 and if that happens i don't think i'd be too upset about it i'm not a kirk hater i like i've always liked kirk cousins the netflix qb show or quarterback um, show showed a different side of him that actually made me like him even more and i just can't justify paying him 40 million dollars a year and we he's been here for six years now i'm just kind of tired of the whole kirk cousins experiment I think it's we we may have missed our our window. I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic or anything, but um, I I just want to be able to set up ourselves for the future. I think about emulating the Kansas City Chiefs blueprint, right? Where they had Alex Smith, they were consistently competitive every single year, and then they'd get bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs for like three or four years. They select Mahomes let him sit for a year, and then he takes over. And I am not by any means comparing the Jaron Hall and Kirk Cousins situation to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes because obviously Mahomes is a first-round pick highly touted out of Texas Tech, and Jaron Hall is a project out of BYU. But what I'm trying to say is could Jaron Hall even be that stopgap for the 2024 season while we select a first-round quarterback in 2023? Let him sit behind Hall, maybe even compete, get a little bit of playing time, and set us up 2025. Well, this concludes the second episode of Purple Rain, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. I hope you enjoyed this content. If you want more content from Purple Rain, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You can look for us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more. I will see you guys soon. And like always, Skull Vikings.